Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. Hi, so welcome to the Warrior Women Pro- Project podcast. One day I'll be able to say that without tripping over it. This is Warrior Women Jen here and today I have Katie Lomax with me. And I met Katie very briefly at a networking event recently and we're both now within the same online um, social community um, and hopefully we'll get to meet at many more networking events in the future. So Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be here. It's so lovely to have you. I'm very excited <laughs> to have this conversation. So why don't you introduce the, yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Katie and um, I've recently opened my own yoga and well-being studio called Calm on Canning Street in Edinburgh. So it's been open for about coming up to three months now. Um, but I guess it's been kind of the culmination of um, probably about six years of kind of different jobs and a bit of um, kind of self-development and um, really finding my calling and I really truly believe that this is exactly where I'm meant to be and and it's this that um, I believe I can make a real difference with and I can really help people which is the main focus of the studio really. Yeah yeah I think when you get to that point it's so exciting. It is. It is. This is it. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And you know, I've I've gone through such an interesting kind of journey to get here. And finally, I knew it was. I knew I'd get there. (laughs) You know, at times I kind of was like, oh my goodness, when's it going to happen? But um, it kind of when it actually came about was kind of synchronicity at work and um it kind of fell into my lap at the right time I was in the right place I had all the right experience and um it was yeah it was just the right time for it all to come together so a long long time in the making but finally it's here and it's um yeah it's amazing to do something finally that I I love I'm really passionate about um and really exciting to see where it goes from here Facebook group that I was looking to chat to some people you sort of gave a couple of little highlights of your journey so far um, yeah oh my god this sounds really absolutely so um I guess it's been a long it's been a long journey but initially um I was in corporate marketing so I kind of finished uni went into onto a graduate scheme for Barclays moved to London and basically had three years working in a bank. And it gave me a really great foundation um, in terms of the commercial world and, cor- and the corporate world. But I just, I just never really cared about the job. Like I really didn't, um, I worked with amazing people and I learned a lot, but I just, it just never clicked. And the, the third year of being there, there was a big financial crash and London was a really, difficult place to be at that point especially in the banking industry it was all doom and gloom everyone was very um worried and depressed and scared and it was just all a bit it was just a bit um depressing basically and so I had a friend in Australia and I've always loved traveling I traveled a lot um before uni then I had a year after uni traveling and I just felt the time was right to go and live abroad so um 
I went to go and visit a friend, the friend I had in Australia, had the most amazing time and came back being like, okay, I'm just going to go and move out there. So I quit my job that month and then literally the next month just moved out there, which was, you know, the most amazing experience. And to this day, I look back so fondly on my time in Sydney. It was such a special time. You know, the quality of life was amazing. I was living in Bondi Beach overlooking the sea the outdoor life, you know, we made the most amazing friends who are still, you know, my best friends today. Um, but whilst I was in Sydney, again, I worked in, in banking and marketing because I needed to get sponsored to be able to stay in um, Australia. And that was just the easiest way. You know, I tried getting jobs in, um, in marketing jobs outside of the financial industry, but the recruiters would always push me towards financial marketing. So that was the easiest kind of um, ticket for me to stay in Australia. So I did that. And again, really lucky with the people that I worked with. I had the most amazing team of people. I had two different jobs in, in Sydney, both with big banks. And, you know, I learned a lot again and didn't, didn't hate my jobs at all. I just didn't care about the job. I just, I just didn't have any heart. There was no heart for me in it. I was doing it and learning really good money and the, the hours were great and I you know it was I was you know I was happy I just wasn't fulfilled and it kind of kept tapping away at me this kind of this feeling that I wasn't living up to my potential and that I wasn't doing something that I cared about and in my life I cared about so many things I was like how can I be doing a job I don't care about, you know, I, I care about my friends, I care about family, I care about life, I care about adventure, um, I care about being inspired, and yet I'm not being, I'm not feeling any of that when I go to work, um, other than I love the people that I work with, I mean, I was very lucky. Anyway, so at the time, my boyfriend at the time, um, he was, um, he was really interested in community living, he was, he'd done a big trip himself, and he was, I guess, a big hippie at heart. So we began to think about um, exploring community life, you know, exploring life outside of, of um, the system, basically, as we, we saw it. And, um, you know, I, I, I just felt, okay, well, let's do it. And it took me a while to come to that conclusion because I come from a conventional family and I had this amazing life in Sydney. I had beautiful friends. I was earning lots of money and it was very safe and and lots of my friends were like, you're, you're mad. And my family didn't really understand it because essentially what I was saying was, I'm going to leave all the security. I'm going to leave this amazing job, this amazing life. And I'm go to, going to sell everything. I'm going to buy a camper van and I'm going to go to Europe and live and explore community life. And it was, you know, it was a bit of a strange thing. No one that we knew had done this. No one really understood what I was doing. And, and actually the relationship I was in at the time was very volatile. We were always arguing. We were always breaking up and getting back together and everyone just thought I was making a really big mistake and um and even I didn't really know what I was doing and was having lots of doubts and that whole that whole process actually got me into yoga because I was feeling quite stressed because I was like should I go should I stay so I started doing yoga to kind of help me make the decision basically and really help me manage all the stress I was feeling um anyway I decided and I've always lived like this, regret something you did rather than something you didn't do. And I'm quite impulsive. And so we were just like, you know what, let's just go. Let's, what can, you know, we'll just go. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll just do something else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we sold all the things that we had and moved back to Europe. And I was back at home with my family for about a month, bought a camper van. And then we, fortuitously, I had a friend whose brother 
this was synchronicity again, setting up this um, vegan yoga community in Portugal. So the plan was, okay, so we'll make that the first stop. We'll go, we'll drive over to Portugal, go and check out this community. Um, and then we'll, you know, go visit some other ones and just spend the year exploring off-grid living, basically. Anyway, we got to this community and we loved it so much that we were like, actually, because it's new, we can, you know, help develop it and help grow it. And we really loved it. So we were like, let's just stay here. So, yeah, we stayed, we stayed there. And it was the most amazing experience. You know, it was, it was really special. I learned so much about myself. I, we were doing yoga together as a community every morning. It was kind of not led yoga. It was kind of self-practice. And we'd be doing yoga in this big dome overlooking this valley in the middle of nowhere every day um and then you know would cook or would build the boys would it was quite it was quite sexist really the boys would go off and build stuff and the girls would would kind of make food and you didn't have to do it like that the girls could go off and build things and but it just kind of happened that most of the time the girls would actually end up preparing food which it was a choice you didn't have to but that was just kind of the way that the, the way that it went um so I learned loads about vegan food and vegan cooking which I knew nothing about before so it totally changed the way I looked at food um and then after about six or seven months I decided I wanted to do my teacher training so I went off to India for a couple of months and did my teacher training and um really immersed myself in kind of Indian philosophy and um just had the most incredible incredible experience out there I just absolutely loved my time in India I had a, had a month of doing my teacher training and then a month when I went off and I just went to some ashrams and just had a really incredibly intensive experience of just kind of exploring the self and really understanding myself and what made me tick and what made me happy um, and deepening my yoga practice my meditation practice and learning more about what yoga was in practice you know not just in theory so that was incredible uh, so then I came back, started teaching back in Portugal at the community. And um, I guess it, it became apparent that I felt very isolated at the community. I, I met lots and lots of people, but we were the only people who were really um, kind of um, permanent there. There were lots of people coming and going. So it became very transient. People would come, people would go. Um, but there was only a handful of us that, was, that stayed. And I don't know, I just felt like... I felt a little bit isolated because we really were in the middle of nowhere and I just felt it became it became clear that I I kind of I wanted to get back into the world a little bit more and the relationship wasn't going very well and anyway we ended up go, breaking up and I decided to move back home which again was a really difficult decision because I was leaving a life that I was really happy with in Portugal it was it was an amazing lifestyle. And when I moved back home, it was a real, it was probably the most difficult time of my life because I think I was 32. I was single. I had no money. I didn't want to go back to the career that I'd done. I didn't know how to move forward. And, you know, I'd lived away for something like six years and then coming back at 32 with nothing to show for it. It was a really, really challenging time. And I just didn't know like kind of where to go next and how to kind of, move forward happily to life and I didn't want to go back to London where all my friends were because I just didn't want that city life anymore um, but because I'd been away so long I didn't want to start all over again somewhere else so I just took a year at home and actually in the end I loved it I, I kind of had that time at home with my family my sisters recollecting with you know my friends back at home and again just taking a breather you know not trying to make any 
quick decisions and not and really trying not to panic because you know so me and my friends were getting married and buying houses and moving on their lives and I just I just was in this really strange limbo where um, I've been disconnected from the kind of system and life through the, the Portugal experience. So I didn't really understand the eating meat thing and all the packaging that came with all the fruit and veg. And I lived such a different lifestyle that it was quite hard to come back into normal life. Um, so that was, yeah, so that was, that was really challenging. But my yoga practice was the most amazing thing. I was doing yoga on my own every day and that kept me grounded. And then I started up my own yoga business, so Katie in the Calm started teaching um was doing a little bit of marketing like freelance marketing just to get some money and I just basically took the year to breathe to to really figure out what to do next um, and not and to reconnect with myself again so after a year I decided okay I need to move out now it's getting I can't live at home forever it's time for me to go um and I loved the vibe in Brighton. So I ended up going to Brighton and getting a job with the fostering service because I really wanted to help people. That was kind of a really big calling of mine. So getting a job doing marketing, but for the fostering service, teaching yoga still, um, and just kind of getting my life back together, I guess, little by little. Um, and then um, at the time I met my partner who I'd known for years and years, but we didn't get together until kind of 18 months ago. And he lived in Edinburgh Anyway, we're doing a long distance thing and I decided, okay, we can't, well, we both decided we can't continue doing this. And he was much more settled in Edinburgh than I had been in Brighton because I was new to it. So then ended up moving to Edinburgh and that was nearly a year ago. And then since that time, everything kind of just, it was interesting. Everything just kind of fell into place. So I was practicing at the studio that I now own and I got to know the owner really well, began to teach there, um, knew the clients and just kept looking around being like, Oh my goodness, I would love this place. Oh, I wish, you know, this is what I'd love. I'd love something like this. And it was one of those things which were just synchronicity was at work. You know, the, the owner, um, he ended up, he needed to move back down to Yorkshire to be with his family. He emailed all the yoga teachers and just said, does anyone want the lease? And you know, I was, it was a perfect timing. You know, I'd, I had the time because my job was finishing. I had the experience because I had my marketing background and I, I'm a yoga teacher. I knew the clients, I knew the studio and just everything just fell into place. And, and that's kind of what has brought me to this point, which, so it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, it's been, yeah. Um, well, I'm going back to being a vegan because it's funny, it kind of, in Brighton, it was really easy because Brighton's totally set up. It's got the most amazing um, variety of vegan and vegetarian restaurants. I think it's got the most, um, is the biggest community of vegan and vegetarians in the whole country. And so it was so easy to be vegan there. And then since I've moved to Edinburgh, I always cook vegan at home, but I find it really difficult. Like we love eating out and I find it quite difficult to find vegan options in most of the places that we go to. I mean, eat vegetarian easy, vegan is much harder. And so I kind of slipped off the vegan wagon. And also I kind of, I was craving fish. So I started eating a bit of fish because I just felt, I don't know, I just wanted some variety, I guess. And I was craving something else in my diet. So I tend to eat a bit of fish now and well, cheese, but I'm trying to then reduce the cheese actually because I just felt it wasn't really doing anything for me I love cheese but I just 
didn't, I felt quite sluggish after eating it. So what I'd say is I'm kind of flexitarian. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm, I don't eat any kind of meat other than a bit of fish here and there. And my preference is a vegan diet. But whenever I go out and if something I don't fancy in the menu or something isn't available, then I'm going to have something vegetarian. You know, I'm, I'm not going to not eat out and not enjoy food, basically. So I'm fairly flexible. Totally. So I'd say, yeah, I'm flexitarian. <laughs> that's an option. <laughs> my yoga teacher training and I'm reading a lot of books and stuff and I'm really interested in, Ay- in Ayurveda and a lot of people think that if you're a yoga teacher then you have to be vegetarian or vegan and it's like no you don't you no absolutely and eat what's right for your body you know all of our bodies are different we're made up differently our um, our needs are different um I definitely felt really good when I, I ate a vegan lifestyle but I have since felt a lacking when I wanted some fish. So if I'm, I'm going to eat a bit of fish, whatever I fancy, I'm going to eat as long as it's aligned with my values. And it's it's a choice. It's an individual choice. Like no one else should dictate what we should or shouldn't be eating. Um, I think everyone could probably do some more fruit and veg. I think that's just a, a truism. But in terms of you know your individual choices, you know my partner eats meat, and I'd never say to him, I think you should give up meat because he, you know, it's something that he, he likes to eat. And there's no judging this for me. There's no point judging him or trying to like make him do something that he's not comfortable with because it's not my choice. It's his choice. Yeah, it's funny you say that about um, we all need to eat a bit more fruit and veg. My post on Instagram this morning was about how to get more veggies in and people ah. are horrified when, when you say five a day is actually gone up to seven a day. But yeah. really you should be eating ten portions of fruit and veg. Yeah, absolutely. It's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But they're happy to go out and binge drink, stuff their face with. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. To your health, like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's absolutely. And I saw firsthand the benefits of and the healing properties of, of, of um, a vegan diet in Portugal. So people would come with all sorts of different ailments and different uh, illnesses and then stay a couple of months, eat only a vegan diet and their health was transformed. You know, I saw firsthand from skin issues to people who had things like Crohn's disease, like really, really, really um, serious illnesses like cancer. Even you know, I'm not saying it, it, it healed, but it helped massively. You know, I saw firsthand how incredible, transformational it was like a like a miracle um, cure, and you know we have to start acknowledging the humongous impact that diet has on our health. Like it's non-disputable. It's just, it's just non-disputable. It's beautiful. You know, we're, we're absolutely, absolutely. No, no. Totally. Absolutely. And, um, it really helped me learning more about how to make things super tasty on a vegan diet. Like I think in my head, I always thought it would just be really bland and how could it be tasty? And, and now, like, I just think vegan vegetarian food is the tastiest food that you can eat. It's just so yummy, but it helps to know how to make it yummy. Um, and so for, for me, that whole, it was like a huge education for me to know what herbs and spices and um, what, kind of what amazing ways you can make sweet things, you know, using cashews and cacao and dates and, you know, making your own ice cream using coconut milk. And there's just so much variety. Yeah. Um, you just have to kind of 
I guess, look into it a little bit and, and have some help. Um, yeah. Do you ever wish you'd stayed in Australia for longer? Um, do you know what? I will always miss Australia because we had the most amazing life. But I always knew I wouldn't stay there forever because it was too far, like for my family, for my friends. In my head, I knew it was always going to be a, a finite experience. It was going to have an end date. But and, and I was ready at the time. I was ready for a new adventure. I'd been there nearly five years and I was ready for something new. It was the most incredible place to live. And I'd say, you know, if it was nearer, I probably wouldn't have left. I probably would have stayed there forever. But as it, as it is, it, it, it was, it was far, far away and it was difficult to get home and it was difficult to get to other places. So you do feel isolated in Australia as well, because getting anywhere is, is, it's far and expensive. So um, it was the right time for me to go. And at that time, a lot of my friends were moving away as well because they were buying houses and moving home to get married. And it was, it was the whole time was a special time, but it was going to have changed. And if I'd got, if I go back now, it wouldn't be the same. It would be a very different experience. So um, I loved it for the time that I had and I wouldn't change a thing, but I was ready to leave and I did. Yeah, I think Sydney is very changeable. Like, I lived in Australia, I lived on the Gold Coast and people tended to either be backpackers just staying for a really short period of time or they were properly settled. Yeah, absolutely. On the Gold Coast, a lot of people have moved from Sydney, from Melbourne, trying to get away from the big city life to the small yeah yeah absolutely it is it's um and it's transient people come people go so it's difficult when you meet friends that you love and then they leave and um there is something lovely about being somewhere where people are just going to stay you know and that you make friendships and they're just not going to (laughs) leave so yeah um and and i do you know i miss i miss the culture i miss the depth you know being in edinburgh where I mean, everything's so old. The history is just so, there's such a richness to the history in Edinburgh. And I absolutely love that. I love walking along those cobbled streets and, you know, buildings that have been there for, you know, a couple of centuries and that kind of stuff you just don't have in Australia. And I missed that. I missed Europe. I missed um, culture and different languages and um, a mix of people. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah. Completely different experience of totally. Food from language from absolutely. Everything is just so different. So different. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I felt exactly the same. So it was such a treat coming back and having you know Spain and France, Italy on your doorstep, and just being able to kind of reimmerse yourself in all of that culture and all the food and yeah. When you went to Portugal and your camper van, was it a big adjustment changing from having lived city life to living in community life oh my goodness it was such an adjustment it was you can't really explain so at the time the community was kind of brand new so there were two big domes and then there was one toilet and that was about it yeah that was it and then we had our camper van and you're in literally the middle of nowhere and you're eating all your meals together and you're doing everything together all day long and you can't really we had our, we had kind of pitched up our camp, camp van in quite a permanent place. So we couldn't then drive off. We couldn't get anywhere. So we were just there and it was really intense. And we were really lucky because we met amazing people and I loved the experience, but it was, it was so different and it was so beautiful because, you know, at night, the vastness of the sky, you know, 
it was so you'd see the I mean the stars I'll, I'll never forget the sky like the starry sky it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen and you know we'd, we'd have campfires and we'd sing and we'd connect and we'd chat and there was no alcohol so there's no like wine it was just it was so wholesome it was so wholesome but at the same time um it was you didn't really get much privacy and everything was together and it kind of after six or seven months I just needed some change I needed some I wanted to go to like a cafe or just eat a bar of chocolate I just wanted to you know it just I just needed a bit more of I needed a little bit more reality as well um I think what I found and what I found in Edinburgh it's perfect because it's not a huge big city but you've got everything that you want from a city life in terms of culture and variety of people and restaurant and um festivals and music um but but you've also got the countryside because in london or other cities you don't have nature and i and i really need to be near green and nature and hills and mountains um so i think we're really lucky in edinburgh that we've got that combination i think london was too much for me and in terms of city life and, and portugal was too much in terms of just isolation and i needed to find that balance um yeah totally and I think as well I just with Portugal I couldn't see how it was sustainable for me because I couldn't see how I was going to make any an income and and I knew that you'd although you know it was this amazing life with no money and all the rest of it but you do need money to interact with life you know I wanted to be able to fly home for my mum's birthday and buy her a present or I wanted to you know if we wanted to go away on a trip in the camper van we needed petrol money we needed money to buy food so it was very it was just very isolated. It was very, it was totally separate, separate from the world. And yet I wanted to interact with the world still. I didn't want to be that isolated. So that was kind of the decision I made. That was the reason I ended up coming home. And um, it was still a really hard adjustment because it had been such, a, it was just so different. You were in the middle of nowhere for months on end and then you're back in life. And it was, yeah, it was a difficult adjustment. But um, I went back, I, I did a yoga retreat there and I went back a couple of times I didn't go back last year, but I went back a couple of times a year before. And it's always amazing. I can enjoy it now because I go for a week and I'm just like, oh, amazing. And I can see, I can feel the magic, but I can also kind of enjoy it in a different way. And then step away. Yeah, absolutely. Were your family ever concerned that you were sort of embracing a cult? Yes, <laughs> yeah, totally. No, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I thought it was. They were like, oh my goodness. When you watch those documentaries on Netflix, like that whole yeah yeah totally 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 yeah absolutely and and they were terrified about that they were they they didn't they thought I was mad and they really really worried that you know that I was going I was going to just throw my life away basically and just join a cult um which I totally get I totally get their concerns really because they just they're very conventional and they didn't really know what on earth I was doing um it had been something they'd never even heard of this awkward living type of thing and other than you know with proper hippie communes or or cults so that's the only experience so it was um it was yeah a bit scary for them <laughs> but they came my dad came to visit actually and he he ended up really like enjoying it and just think and it opened his mind up a bit um, so I'm glad that they got to kind of see it and, and experience it. And know that you were okay. And know that I was okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so where about your parents? Have you lived now? Your parents? 
my parents down south so they're um about an hour from brighton so when eventually i moved out of home and back to brighton they were then a bit sad that i moved to edinburgh but at the same time it's not australia so yeah. <laughs> and they were happy that i'm you know just not in a, a commune anymore to be honest, i think <laughs> and it's an hour's flight exactly so it's fine <laughs> Yeah. yeah they love it they come all the time they absolutely love it and my um my sister's married to a scotsman and she got married in just outside edinburgh she used to live here so they love they love scotland um and, and all my friends from down south they've all been up to, to visit and they love it but I mean, it's such it's such a great city and i felt so embraced here and so supported i met the most amazing community of yogis and meditation teachers and well-being practitioners and you know I've really I just loved all the support that, I, that I've that I've received and I feel really lucky to have met some amazing people here. Yeah. So your studio has been yes yes yeah so it's been the most amazing three months you know we've um we've really started to grow our well-being offering as well. So we've got one studio and then we've got three well-being rooms. Um, and in there we've got two masseuses, we've got um, two life coaches, we've got um, a kind of nutrition health coach, um, and hopefully we're going to get um, an acupuncturist. Um, and we'll probably just keep growing in terms of the offerings because I just think, I, I mean, yoga is the most beautiful practice, but it's also the holistic side of well-being that I want to address, you know, some people don't like yoga and um i want to make sure that they're also getting nurtured and nourished in whichever way suits them um and yeah the students i just love it we've got such a lovely community of teachers and students and everyone coming to the door is really enjoying it they're, they're loving being part of um i guess a studio that, that isn't you know i need to make it probably more commercial but at the moment I just i want to make it just a place where people feel better and they, they leave feeling um looked after and nourished and that they feel part of the community you know i know most of the people coming to the door i know um and the teachers are amazing we've got you know the, such wonderful teachers coming and we've got amazing workshops um that we offer and we offer a woman's circle every month so we come together and it's hosted by um, two wonderful women called Lynette and Kate and they just provide the most incredible kind of sacred um, space for women to share and um, so we do yeah, guided meditation and we do some yoga but it's mainly about kind of sharing sharing if you're comfortable you do, I mean a lot of people get a lot from just listening yeah. but you know sharing struggles sharing challenges that we're going through and recognizing that you're not alone in those struggles often we feel that we're alone that we're isolated and, and sometimes all we need is just to gather together and just have the chance to speak and be heard you know we're not trying to provide answers all we're doing is providing a space where you can be like oh god i'm really struggling with this and just and just allowing um space for, for um, providing an outlet for a lot of the, those struggles and coming together and sharing and supporting connecting those are all things i'm really passionate about and um i think I think it's happening and I think that's what we're doing at the studio so I'm really pleased that's the direction that's going into because that's what my intention was from the beginning um, and we do lots of meditation and we've got two amazing meditation teachers so we do guided meditation so again for those people who are nervous about yoga you can still find some stillness and find some calm um, by coming along to these meditation classes um, and we um, 
we partner with a lot of not-for-profits and charities and every Wednesday afternoon we offer the space for free for not-for-profits so we've just finished an eight-week um, partnership with Foursquare so a homeless charity who run their mindfulness clinics for their clients which has gone just brilliantly and it's been so nice to work with them and support all the work that they're doing because they do the most incredible work um, and also we do free classes for foster carers so we're partnering with Edinburgh Council because fostering is something really close to my heart because of the work that I did in Brighton and I just think foster carers are the most incredible people so it's been really lovely to offer them free yoga classes and they've loved it because it's a chance for them to get together and meet other foster carers and just you know be looked after because often they they always give, yeah, totally. They give and give and give. And it's been really lovely to look after them and, and give something back to them. So that's been really good. And I can't wait to, to really grow that kind of partnership aspect where we help not-for-profits and charities and, and really help the people who need yoga the most, you know, and make sure it's free for those who need it. Um, I'm really passionate about making sure it's not because it's expensive. Yoga is a really expensive hobby for people. It's, you know, it's not a, a cheap thing for people to do and it shouldn't be prohibitive for people in need by people who need it because that's what it's there for. Can't afford it. Exactly. So absolutely. So we do lots of donation based classes, but also partnering with the charities means that we can provide free classes and specific classes for specific communities of people who need it. So I can't wait to develop that more and really grow how we work with charities and not-for-profits. So I'm excited to see what that happens and um, what happens with that in the future as well. Yeah, on a personal level. So we've got lots of teacher trainings coming into the studio. So we're doing like, yeah yeah i know yeah on a personal well like travel or something like that. okay yeah so <laughs> so from personal so yeah i mean travel's always something that i love and it's funny though because i've traveled so much previously it's the first time in my life that i just want to be here i want to be rooted like i've never been i've never felt rooted to a place i've always kind of been a bit flighty and it's the first time in my life that i'm just like actually I actually don't have the same like draw of travel. Like I still will always love exploring new places and new countries and new cultures, but I don't have that same um, real draw on me. And I, and I just love being here. I just, I just want to be in a studio all the time. <laughs> I just yeah. want to be around um, the community and be growing it and supporting it and developing it um and growing my own practice so although the teacher training is coming I want to do the teacher trainings and I feel so lucky that I'm getting all these amazing people come to the studio but then I get to do the trainings I get to yeah. actually go along and um get to do them so that's great um and then what else <sighs> well I'm I guess the dream a dream 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 and this is what I'm starting to manifest now is calm in the country I'd love to like have a country retreat have yurts have teepees have a big studio overlooking like a lock and have again a place where people can get out of the city and just go and be nurtured and nourished so I'm kind of madly manifesting that <laughs> I know maybe a 10-year plan for that one but you know <laughs> you never know you yeah, know, no, the, exactly. the right property might come up at the right time that you just well, go, shit, I need that in my life. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, I truly believe I manifested this. You know, I really wanted a studio. I wanted um, a space that I could, you know, grow a community. And 
it happened. So I totally believe in setting an intention and manif- like what and really um, honing what it is that you want, focusing yeah. in on it, and then keep dreaming of it, keep manifesting it. Yeah. And you know what are are um, what they, what's the I can't remember what the phrase is, but um, energy goes where energy, no, energy yeah. goes where attention flows or something, or energy flows where attention goes, something like that. Yeah. So the more you think of something, the, the more real that we can make it. And I really yeah. believe in manifestation. So that's what I'm going to be doing for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> do you do anything else in that when you say that, when you're manifesting, like do you take vision boards or do you do meditations um, on it or anything else? Yeah, I kind of, vision boards not so much, but it's something that I want to start doing because I, I keep hearing about vision boards actually. Um, um, what else? I love affirmations. You know, when I, I do quite a lot of meditation and I really love kind of positive affirmations and I introduce positive affirmations a lot in my yoga classes where you know it it might be a theme around like I'm grateful or it could be I'm abundant and it's kind of repeating those positive positive affirmate those positive statements and reinforcing and rewiring the brain to a more positive state of mind so I totally believe you have to train the brain to be positive you know our natural way of being is self-critical it can be really harsh it can be very judgmental and we have to work on retraining the brain so I love affirmations and I and I do a lot of them both kind of personally but in my in my yoga classes too um and what else I think this year I'll definitely go on a yoga retreat so I want to um get away go somewhere sunny and just nourish myself and just have a lovely week of total um yeah, total um, exploration of my own practice again and um, deeply my own practice, but also just enjoying yoga. I don't want it to, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm very mindful. I don't want it to become just a job because it's my passion. Yeah. I want to make sure that I spend time going, you know, still doing yoga and not, and not becoming distracted by running a business because um, it's so easy to do that, to get so fully immersed in, you know, the admin and the running and the um, growing and the marketing that you actually lose the essence of what it is that you began in the first place. So I want to make sure that I don't lose the love of yoga, which I'm sure I won't because I do love it so much. And (laughs) and, and actually last week, it was the first week I was like, I went to a class every day. I went to both meditation classes. I went to the women's circle at the weekend and I just was like, oh, this is amazing. I could properly enjoy the studio, you know, as a as a, as a student, which I just loved. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially when you're running your own business. If you get caught up only ever teaching yeah. or taking the classes and being the boss, that yeah, absolutely. You, it, you get to the point where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. This, yeah. you, you do lose the buzz yeah. for it. So it's yeah. recognizing that you don't want it to go that way and taking the right steps to make sure it doesn't rather than go, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, I promise I'll do it tomorrow and then getting Absolutely. sidetracked yeah. all the time, which is easy to do when you're your own business owner. Absolutely. You've got to, you've got to keep the, the energy for it and the love for it and the passion for it. Otherwise, it's just, it's just not ever going to succeed in the way that you want to. It becomes too mundane, doesn't it? It becomes yeah. just ticking boxes and um, the thing that I think makes businesses thrive and stand out is when there's passion behind behind it yep. and there's um, authenticity behind it. And I, I really hope that I keep, I retain that because that's what, that's how I started it. That's how I've begun this, yep. this journey. And I, I think I have to keep that burning passion alive <laughs> for it. Yeah. It's about staying true to your values. It's about Absolutely. knowing those values and when things 
don't feel right, it's just realigning your values all the time and then that will always bring you back to the right space. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it is. It's, it's got to be value-driven and um, and also trusting your gut, you know, about certain things. When doesn't, mm. something doesn't feel right, you know, going with that, although it might not make sense from a commercial perspective or, you know, money perspective, just that's what I've learned even in the last three months is I don't care about the money side of things if it doesn't feel right. Yeah. If it doesn't feel right, then I'm not doing it. You know, I've got to feel... I've got to feel aligned to the thing that I'm doing. Otherwise, it's just, I don't care if it's going to earn loads of money. I just don't, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I politely declined working with somebody recently for that very reason. Yeah. And I have no idea why, because mm. there were lots of things that were being said that I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But mm. just something in my gut was like, this isn't the right space. And I've made that mistake before where I've let, yeah. let my, my common sense, if you like, take over and go, just do it, it'll be fine. And then when I've got into the situation, gone, oh, shit, I can't back out now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Like your gut's telling you no for a reason, just listen. Yeah, listen. yeah totally. Listen, yeah. it's like that silent voice that's always talking to us. And yet we've done so well in burying that voice, that in that inner, inner kind of, um, just that inner, inner kind of resource that we just, yeah. uh, we've hidden, we've, we've, we've covered over layers and layers of conditioning and yeah. it's trying to tap into that again and, and listen to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got to make sure that I keep listening to that yeah. and, and also building that voice, making it louder, <laughs> making it a louder clamor so that it, yeah. <laughs> it, I can't ignore it. <laughs> yeah. So the intuition shouts out yeah. the ego yeah for sure absolutely. yeah definitely okay yeah. it's been so lovely talking to you yeah like, you too this has gone in so quickly <laughs> i think <laughs> I everybody, that I, everybody that i speak to i'm like oh i could just speak to you all day like we could <laughs> chat about so many different things so there's loads of your story that i'm like oh that's so similar to parts of my story and yeah so, but we'll, yeah. we'll meet again anyway and we'll get to absolutely. Yeah, definitely. absolutely so thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for having me Thank you so much for listening to that podcast with myself and Katie. Now, I did forget to ask Katie to share her social media um, tags. So she's on Instagram as at Cam on Canning Street. And she's also over on Facebook. So check her out and follow her over there. And if you love this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Give us a little heart. Share with your friends. And subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever it is that you prefer to listen. Thanks very much and see you again.